welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I'm asked the question often, how is it possible to be religious and spiritual? How is it possible to be religious and spiritual? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the world according to Jennifer. (laughs) My belief systems, I'm just laying it all out there for you. I had a woman on a call one day and she said, you know, I've gone online and I've kind of tried to do meditations and um, like these spiritual people take me down a path that I'm not comfortable being on. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, I was brought up in a very... I'm going to use the term fundamentalist Christian family and faith. And I I get online and I find these spiritual leaders and these meditation people. And they're talking about, you know, the universe and Mother Earth. And like that just doesn't fit with me. And I, I, I don't know how to make it. Like I want to meditate because I hear good things about it. But I don't, I don't know how to make that happen. And I said, okay, I totally get it. I totally get it. I was born on a Monday. My first time in church was the next Sunday. I have always believed in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Always. Never questioned it. Always believed. And the disconnect comes from the framework of religion. So long ago and far away, the world according to Jennifer, as I understand it, churches were set up because number one, most people couldn't read. And number two, there is a sense of love and, and support that comes with being in a community. So churches were set up with rituals that the common person could learn, could follow into. And I'll just say personally, when I go to church, I love the fact that the flow is the same. I was raised Christian Disciples of Christ. I've gone to other churches, but that is my church of choice. I'm I'm fighting with my cat here in the background because he thinks he needs to eat this cardboard box and make noise. So, real life people, first world problems. So, I go to church. I love the routine. I love knowing what's going to come next. I love the order. As humans, we like order. We try to create order out of chaos. I like that. I like that feeling. I was very fortunate because 
the church I was raised in was no book but the Bible, no creed but Christ, and you read the Bible and it will speak to you how you need to hear it, understand it in that moment. Because you go back and read a scripture, you know, six years later and it shows up differently for you because you've grown, you've evolved. So religion is a framework to house our relationship with God. And there's nothing bad about that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's crazy cat. But some religions have gotten more distorted than others. There are some bad people out there. They're the ones that make the news. So now there's a whole movement of, oh, we hate church. We hate religion. Well, that's not me. I'm not in that camp. I don't like when things are not right and don't show up the way they're supposed to show up. But I'm still, I still consider myself a religious person because I love the church. I love the format of the church. Could things be changed? Yes, but that's true in any, in any organization. So within the framework of church and religion, the Bible talks about angels. Gabriel shows up, makes big announcements. We've got the archangel Michael. All these different angels, and they come up in the Bible, but somehow they quit being a topic of conversation. At least in my world, they quit being a topic of conversation. So it wasn't until, you know, the very recent past that I've come to understand that angels are still here. They're still with us to support us and help us and guide us. But we don't necessarily take time to interact with them. They're there for us and our best and highest good. But we just don't hang out with them. I've gotten several decks of angel cards. And they're so fun. There are so many angels out there. I didn't even know there were that many that are named. And they have characteristics that people have really tuned into. So how do you meditate? Like what would a meditation look like? There is a book called... Dum, da, da, dum. What's it called? The Circle Maker, I believe. And it's written by a, a pastor. And he talks about um, in the Bible where they tell us how they marched around the city of the walls of Jericho for seven days. And then the walls came a tumbling down. There was a song we sang in Sunday school when I was a kid. It's the same kind of thing. When you meditate, it can be a prayer. It doesn't necessarily have to be a silent meditation. It can be a prayer meditation. There can be a scripture that means a lot to you, a mantra that means a lot to you, or something you want to embody. And it's taking those few minutes to focus on that one thing. Some people are really good at the silent meditations and, and, and I've been in on online meditations and they're like, okay, so if you're, if your mind wanders, just bring it back to your breath, you know, focus on your breath. And I can do that for, you know, like half a second. I've got the attention span of a gnat. You might be in the same boat. Uh, but if I can focus on some specific words, I can hang out for a bit longer Find the words that feed your soul, that make you feel good, that make you feel good. Is my spirituality separate from my religious beliefs? No. Why? Because it's all divinely inspired. It's divinely inspired. So 
some of the times in my life where something saved my life. I'm going to go through a couple and a couple of where like messages were given to me. It's all from God in my belief system. And it's how God chooses to share it with you. Are the messages I get directly from God to me sometimes? Are they through his son, Jesus Christ? Sometimes. Are they through the Holy Spirit who transcends all understanding? Sometimes. Could it be my guardian angel? Yeah. Could it be the whole host of angels? Sometimes. Yes, absolutely. I believe that God sends whole hosts of angels in sometimes to protect us. Okay, so how's this happened for me? Um, I've probably shared the story, you may or may not have heard it, that when I was getting ready to start kindergarten, I was scared to death to start kindergarten. Every time my mom brought it up, I would just almost break out in a sweat at five years old. And I would pray diligently that God would have me be hit by a bus and I would die and not have to go to kindergarten. I know that sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. Even better yet, I don't even know that I had ever seen a bus when I was five years old. I mean, maybe I had. I don't know. I at least knew the term. God said no. It was clear. It was concise. It was a no. And guess what? I graduated kindergarten and the next grade and the next grade. And I graduated high school and college. So um, like in Pretty Woman where Richard Gere said, I went all the way. I went all the way. I graduated all the way. And then I stopped. So those of you with much higher degrees than me, good for you. I just couldn't do it anymore. I know that my prayer was answered. It was a no but it was answered. So moving along, uh, one day I just had this entire conversation in my head about some news that a doctor was going to give me. And it wasn't the best news. It wasn't what I was hoping for, or praying for. But on my way home, I just had this entire conversation with the doctor and I got home and my phone rang and the doctor and I had the exact verbatim conversation. And this didn't happen with that doctor once. It happened several times. I think God was trying to prepare me for the news that I was getting so I wouldn't totally and completely lose my right there on the phone. Right? So that's happened. Uh, you've I've shared my story about the day of the Oklahoma City bombing. And literally, I was told to stay home and take care of myself. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, for whatever reason, I was not supposed to be there that day. I have absolutely no idea in the world why the people who perished were there that day and why it was their day. But it was, and it wasn't mine. And I know God talked to me. I recently stole, told a story about the, the car where I slammed on my brakes and honked the horn and kept her from going through the intersection and T-boning this car, creating, you know, certain disaster. I believe that was divinely inspired. Does it matter which of the divine inspired me? No. Fast forward after that event... I was driving to work and I was on a, you know, a main street, but it wasn't a highway, four lane road. And 
the two cars in front of me, dead stop, trying to turn left, 7.30 in the morning. Of course, you know, why do you turn left in the middle of morning traffic? I really don't have an idea. Go up to the next damn light and come back around. You know, don't screw the rest of us up. That's for another story. So I'm sitting there waiting, and I look up in my rearview mirror, and there is a van. And it's like a work van, like a plumbing truck, a um, painting truck. But it's, I keep saying truck, but it, it was a van. The speed limit is 40 miles an hour, and it is coming directly at me. I have nowhere to go. I laid on my horn. I'm at a dead stop. I just laid on my horn and watched in my rearview mirror as at the very last second, the driver actually looked up. He had been talking to the passenger, saw all the stopped cars, and change lanes at the last second, which traffic in the right lane was just whizzing by because we were stopped in the left lane, but he was able to get over safely and go on, and we were all okay. These types of things happen all the time. Do we talk about them necessarily in church? Sometimes, sometimes not. Does it mean they're not true? No. No, it doesn't. I can blend the two. I can be religious and worship God in a very structured framework that fills my soul and brings me comfort because I like the routine. I like the ritual. And I can also spend time hanging out with my spirit team of angels and get guidance and inspiration. And you can too. So for me, I blended the two. I blended the religious with the spirituality. If something feels horrible and terrible to you, then you probably shouldn't do it. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's evil. But there's a difference between something being hard and taking perseverance and something being really totally going against all your core beliefs. Mine's a both and. It's not an either or. And I really hope I gave you something to think about and a way to consider this spirituality in a little different way. Find a way to embrace it. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review share it with a friend, and subscribe, and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.